Welcome back to the Family Movie Night Podcast, where we want to help your family have better conversations around the content you consume. This is episode 64, and as you probably have already seen from the title, we are talking about 2015's Inside Out. I just realized I guessed that it came out in 2015. Let me double check on that. That's my gut uh, on this. But it You're you right. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. I, I somehow, I am not great at just pulling facts out of my head. Movie dates are some random, like, skill I have that I could just pop. They just come into my head. So 2015's Inside Out from Pixar. Um, in case you haven't seen this, which if you're a parent, I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> With Disney Plus, I feel like this movie would just be on repeat. I know my kids have watched it like three times. Uh, this is a movie about a young girl named Riley, uh, who is kind of on the cusp of being a preteen, uh, and or is a preteen kind of on the cusp of you know puberty and all of that. Uh, and she, it is a look inside her head to the emotions that kind of run her life: joy, sadness disgust fear and anger uh, are the five that run that and uh, it really is about this time in her life where sadness uh, starts to kind of taint a little bit of all of her memories and a lot of her emotions as happens with many a preteen and mom and dad in the real world are freaking out about it but also the main character joy played by uh, uh, Amy Poehler uh, is also freaking out as everything that was the personality of young Riley is disappearing and it feels like the world is falling apart. Joy and sadness must work together to kind of bring Riley back to wholeness or maybe to something brand new. And so we're going to be talking about that movie today and I am talking with the hero of our podcast who in this case is Sadness Sadness is the hero of Inside Out. Donnie Dorsey, did did you really relate to Phyllis from The Office in As Sadness? Of course, because, you know, sometimes you feel like you're like, well, what am I supposed to be doing here? I'm just kind of here. But like, you know, Sadness kind of realizes, oh, wait, you have to have a little sprinkle of these things to appreciate. It's kind of the idea of, you know, you can't appreciate the... uh, Oh, it's kind of like the idea you can't appreciate the sunshine without, you know, the rain. Yeah, that's right. And so many people are like, hey, I'm going to avoid, you know, if I avoid all sad things, it'll make me live a happier life. But a lot of times it means that when you do finally experience it, it usually feels like the bottom is falling out. So so I'll take it. There you go. Well, I will say, Donnie, you're you're always the rainy cloud on this podcast. So. <laughs> but of course, the uh, the villain of the podcast, which I think is very fitting, because also uh, if, if Donnie's our rain, Sawyer definitely our sunshine, and uh, Joy is definitely the villain of this pod of this episode. So Sawyer, how how are you feeling? I I want to go out on a limb and say I bet there's a lot of times in your life you have related to Joy. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't know which of the emotions I relate to the most in this movie. Um, well, you contain multitudes, Sawyer. I will, exactly. I will say that you're a I'm, complex I'm a, person. I was going to say I'm a complex person. I'm a, I'm, I'm just a very high maintenance person. Anyways, um, 
No, I mean, I, I like this movie and uh, I, you know, this movie continues the tradition of Pixar movies of the the plucky, charismatic protagonist actually being the villain, similarly yeah. to, to Woody. And uh, I'm excited yeah. to talk about this movie. Yeah, I think uh, this movie uh, is going to have a lot of stuff. And in fact, uh, we have a great interview uh, that we're doing something a little different on this podcast. I think it's going to be a, a lot of, uh, I think it's going to be very helpful to you uh, as a parent. And I'm excited for that. But before we get to that, Donnie Dorsey, uh, sadness himself. Tell us what we do on this podcast. Yeah, so on this podcast, we encourage every family at Community Christian Church to have a monthly movie night to help you and your children build memories and start conversations that matter. The goal of our family ministry is to help you raise your children to love Jesus and his way of life above all other things. And we know that critical to that is for you to have routine, regular times of connection and shared experiences that will help you build stronger relationships. And on this podcast, we want to not only recommend some movies you could watch on your monthly movie night, but uh, give you some ideas of meaningful conversations you can have with your children during or after the movie. And uh, as always, the point of this podcast is not to add another thing to your list of things as a parent you feel guilty about not doing. Uh, we want to make it easier for you and your kids to enjoy being together so you can build memories and have conversations that matter. And I think Inside Out is a great movie to do that. Uh, I think there's a movie that probably we don't have to recommend uh, because I think most families have already seen this. Uh, I've got to imagine you guys have watched this. Uh, but I will. here's what I will say. I think if you got young kids, this movie is really good and helpful in just trying to introduce the idea of like, emotions and attitudes and moods. You know, I've heard some parents say, uh, you know, like, Who's who's on the controls of your life right now? Is it anger? Is it, you know, sadness? You know, being able to kind of talk about that with your young kids. But I was shocked because I'll just start about this movie. I watched this movie when it came out before I had kids. Uh, I think by the time it came come out. No, I'm going to say this came out in the summer. So I'm going to say I, my wife was not even pregnant yet. Uh, so we didn't even have kids when I first watched this. And I found it very emotional and very helpful. Uh, and then I watched it again when I had a, a two-year-old. And I was very emotional watching it that time. But watching it this time with an 11-year-old daughter who is going through all the preteen things, this movie uh, was like so powerful to me this time because it was more relatable than it had ever been. Uh, there were entire conversations that were had in the movie between dad and daughter, mom and daughter. And also in case you don't know, like joy is the character. Joy is kind of the representative of the parents. Right. Uh, and joy's kind of like inner monologue that she's kind of talking things out um, about watching, you know, Oh, she used to be into this and she used to be like this. And now it's, it's I just don't know. I don't know anymore. Man, that was so relatable and was so good, but also in such a way that's so funny and really sweet uh, and emotional, but in the way that the movie is. I would not call this like a heavy movie. Even the sadness is sweet. Like it's this, oh, it's, it, it just, to me, it inspires beauty and love within people. Uh, and I think for a long time, I'd kind of discounted this movie as like a good Pixar movie, but maybe not like an amazing one. And like, it's one of those that I've said, like, I respect it because it's so structural. Like, it's it's so, like, just the structure of the movie is perfect, like, from a script level. And, like, I respected it, but it didn't hit me. Man, this movie 
this movie hit me in a way that like when I was younger, Ratatouille hit me. And now I'm a, as an adult, Ratatouille don't do nothing for me. But like when I was a kid, and it's one that I'm like, I respect what's happening, but I'm not interested in like a young rat de- figuring out his career. But when I was 17, I really was worried. I was like, I'm like a young rat trying to figure out his passions and career. Now I am the dad in Inside Out, not not Remy the rat. So that's uh that's my journey through this movie but i highly recommend it especially and i'll say this even if you've watched it if you got a preteen in the house you does you 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 make yourself go watch it so let's go to this uh donnie dorsey uh i'm i'm confident you've seen the movie before but what was it like the first time you watched it and this time watching i feel like this is one of those things that um when i first watched it I enjoyed it because I liked the idea of the an abstract way of approaching people dealing with emotions and how they're kind of portrayed. But watching it now with like having older kids and stuff like that, I see so many moments where I can see the, you know, kind of almost an animation in my head going, oh, yeah, this is what's happening right now. And I probably need to address that versus these things and it's it's just it does such a good job of helping people understand that all of the the whole full scope of our emotions are important like they're not always the most negative of things and i think you know we point out you know hey this kid has anger issues but then the question goes do they have is it because of something else because most times it's it's just the thing that shows at the surface where there's right. other things that they're dealing with, where there may be a lot of hurt, a lot of pain that, and they display it in that way. So yeah, definitely, yeah. I definitely, I enjoyed it then. I enjoyed it this time too. Has there ever been a more relatable scene in movie history than that dinner table scene? That was the first trailer for inside. If people remember, there's the very first trailer is just that dinner table scene where you go in every mom, dad, Riley's head, and see the decisions made. Donnie, have you ever seen anything that just made you go, that's dinner at my house? <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, especially with, with the kids, because like, there's those moments where you're like, oh, okay, we're good. We're good. Uh, and then like your brain's like, oh no, oh no, I see the face. We're about to have an issue. <laughs> we left the Brazilian pi- helicopter pilot for this. <laughs> it's great, man. That whole thing, that just, oh, so, so funny. So insightful. Sawyer, what what you got? Uh, I I really enjoy this movie. Uh, there's kind of just no, I, I'm not 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 gonna set it up at all. I I loved this movie from the first time I saw that trailer. I love that trailer. It's a thing that's one of my favorite trailers of all time. I do think um, it's top ten trailers of all time because you instantly yeah. get what the movie is, and and it doesn't give much away. Exactly. You know. Ex- anyways. We don't need to dissect the trailer right now. Anyways, <laughs> we have a second but, uh, podcast on yeah. our Patreon page that is it's just us just dissecting about trailers. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Nate. It's just Nathan and Sawyer dissecting movie trailers. Yeah. Anyways, um, but no, I I really really enjoyed this movie, um, and I think that you know what you guys have talked about. You know the way that it examines our emotions. I I don't think that this movie is the most accessible movie for children when it comes to the pixar movies um because i i definitely have interacted with kids who are like yeah it's funny and stuff like that and i'm like yeah but it's like all 
like, especially right when it came out, I was doing uh, children's ministry very like in a small level and stuff like that. And I, I remember like, did you guys watch inside out this week? And they're like, yeah, it was funny. And I was like, yeah. And then like, they moved on within like 30 seconds and stuff like that. And I was like, that movie is amazing though. And I think that, you know, Nathan, what you were talking about earlier, there is a level to which I think this movie might actually be more valuable for parents than it is for the children. Because I think that this movie it is the Pixar model. It really they write is. the parents, not the kids. Yeah. And I, I think that this movie really nails like parents struggle with kids changing is the thing. And I think there are a lot of Pixar movies that are kind of about that. This movie takes a really great angle is the thing at, with the character of Joy. Because I think that like it works making her be the one that screws everything up. Because as a parent, that's how you probably feel. And I, I say that not as a parent, but as someone who has talked to parents. And that's what they say all the time is I feel like I screwed this up and stuff like that. And I, I really appreciate this movie for, for willing to have that conversation and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, I, I really love this movie. It's, it's a great movie. <laughs> well, and I'll say, I think it's accessible to kids. I think everything's just on different levels as we were even talking about it. I think, I think for kids, my kids, when they watch it, always relate to a single emotion. So one kid is like, oh, yeah, I feel like sadness all the time, you know, and not like depression, sad, but like they kind of like, oh, everything's a little sad. And I got another one who's kind of like, oh, no, anger. I'm frustrated by things, you know, one who's fearful, one who's really joyful. all the time. Like that's I think they relate on that, but they don't understand the, the greater themes behind it. I think when you're kind of in your your 20s and you don't have kids yet, you're just appreciating like, wow, this is really inventive. And like really a great way to talk about it. But then, like you said, when you're a parent, I think it, it's your lived experience. <laughs> it's what it's what you feel. And like you said about Joy, yeah, I definitely think she is the parent surrogate. And in particular, and this kind of gets to our themes for the movie that uh, I'm going to get to talk with uh, our, our guest about, is this idea that really this movie is a great way to talk to our kids about their emotions and really to help them understand there are no bad emotions, that all emotions are necessary, right? Jesus felt every emotion. We see Jesus feel sadness. We see Jesus in the uh, garden feel this kind of anxiety, right? That he gets a point, he sweats blood. Like he is so, we see we see the anger of God in Jesus, right? We certainly see the joy of God, right? We, we see all of these emotions coming out of Jesus at all times, right? And being able to say that, all of those are healthy reactions. Donnie, as a dad, do you ever kind of see in your kids this feeling of like, and I don't know, because it may be different for your kids' personalities, but this kind of feeling of, I just, I, I'm supposed to feel happy all the time. Like, do you see that in your kids that they're, they they feel at times like, oh man, I just, I need to feel, I, I, I'm supposed to feel happy. Yeah, I think I see it mostly with, um, when when they have things that they want or things that they've like longed for or like wanted to have like they'll get a gift or something that they're really excited about and then they get to this point where they're like i don't know what to do like this this uncertainty of things and i think it's that idea of i think it is that and the thing of like i should be like over the moon i should be like super excited i should be i should be doing all these things with it but i don't 
or I can't, yeah. you know, because I think, you know, especially with, with, with my kids, I always kind of like see just the little nuances of things that I realize that I have to make sure to pay very close attention to because much like with this movie is that as a parent, we find ourselves focusing on our kids' happiness more yes. than anything. And it's yes. the idea of, and I think that's that kind of that, that line that we kind of teeter on with the being the friend, because as a friend, you want the kid to always be happy. Like you, you want that person to always be happy. Like when you have that friend type relationship, you're working on the happiness, but a true relationship involves all of those emotions. Like, yeah, some of my best friends that I've had over the years, we've not agreed on things, but in had anger or sadness or hurt or whatever it was. And in those moments, in those deep emotions or those multitude of emotions is when like it, it develops, it develops that individual more than anything, because you can be happy. all You can be happy all the time. I use air quotes for that because you can be happy all the time, but not, not feel joy. Mm-hmm because it doesn't necessarily they don't equate because what people view happiness says is that happiness is that everything goes right but it's not because i've had times where things didn't go right but i still saw good in that moment and i think that's something that is so important for us as parents to remember is to teach our kids to don't don't focus on what makes you the happiest Focus on what focus on the joy, which is understanding that in spite of my circumstances, I'm still okay. And what I often try to put in with that is that no matter like God may not always get you out of it, but it'll get you through it. Yeah. Whatever you're going through. And so like it's that and that's resonated with me when when I first heard it is like I was like, that makes so much sense because so much time we want to pull them out of the the pain. We're like, oh, let me fix them. Oh, you're upset. Let me just make them happy. It's like, no, sometimes they have to sit in that for a minute. Well, so they can build the skills to deal with it, because I think you're right, Donnie. I think what is something about maybe it's modern, maybe it's something about our culture, or maybe it's just human nature. We as humans, it feels like it's even written into our Declaration of Independence. We think it is a right to pursue happiness. That happiness is the goal. That if I can get to a place where I'm just happy. And so then what happens is sadness, anger, they these are these are these are the enemy. They are the enemy to be defeated. And what we often do is let me just push that anger down. Or let me just not think about the sadness. But what I try to say to my kids a lot is sadness is often the right emotion to feel. Mm-hmm. Anger is sometimes the right emotion to feel hurt even sometimes we talked in the last episode about healthy anxiety sometimes being nervous is the right thing because it means you care about what you're doing it means it matters to you the goal is to say how do i meet god in every emotion how can god be my comforter when i'm sad how can god be how can i trust that god is going to make things right and just when i'm angry how can i how can i meet god to be the one who removes my fear when I'm nervous, right? To meet God in the emotion. And as parents, I think it's really important. You know, the most tragic part of this movie to me is that early on scene when the parents say, "Can I know things are hard right now, but can you just be our happy girl? And I just remember, oh, I was like, oh. I remember kind of being that way as a kid. It's like, I kind of need to hide 
my sadness from my parents because I don't, I want them to think I'm happy and I'm okay with what's going on. Or to also, I know as a parent, sometimes I'm like, there is something, and I hear parents say this all the time, it's like, I want them to be innocent like a child. What they mean is happy. And this is what I've learned is there is something they say, oh, the innocence is gone when they feel that kind of the mixture of joy and sadness. But it's not. It means they've now matured to a point that they can deal with the world as it is. They're actually aware, right? When you're, when you're young, you're oblivious to how the world works. And so everything is just a simple emotion. I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm whatever. But everyone knows as an adult, sometimes you're happy and you're scared. And we talked about, it's a roller coaster. Sometimes you're happy and you're sad and we call that nostalgia. We call those memories. Sometimes sometimes you're, you have this mixture, you cry. My kids don't understand, why is daddy crying? Is he sad? No, I'm happy. There's a, there is a beauty that comes out in the joy and the sadness. And we want to help our kids be able to talk about that because the problem is when those emotions get logged up inside of them because then they can turn into other things. And so we have a great interview. Uh, I'm assuming it's great. I haven't filmed it yet, but I have it with uh, Jason Collins, our teaching pastor on staff. Uh, people on this podcast know him from our other podcasts and certainly uh, from his role at our church. Uh, but many people may not know that Jason is actually in school again to uh, become a counselor. And that's a great thing that he's going to bring to our church. But I thought it would be a great opportunity to talk to him, uh, who is certainly uh, much more accredited than any of the three of us to talk about. And he can kind of give us some tips on how do you talk about difficult emotions with your kids. And so uh, I'm going to toss that to him and uh, we will see you guys next week as we have uh, some more movies to recommend to help you and your kids uh, love Jesus and his way of life even more. I'll see you then. All right. Well, I'm here with Jason, not only teaching pastor extraordinaire, but counselor extraordinaire. <laughs> almost. 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 But yeah, I, I, I think I said this uh, when we were recording the other part that you're going to school for, but you have yeah. years of pastoral counseling I do. I do. experience. So, uh, Jason, in this movie, Inside Out, mm -hmm. uh, one of the big things that kind of comes out is a, the parent's inability to talk to their now preteen daughter about her emotions. And I know in my experience talking with parents and things, and just my experience as a parent, Sometimes it's difficult to talk to our children about their more difficult emotions, yep. you know? Uh, and we said this on the podcast. I know you agree with this. There are no bad emotions. That's right. But there are ones that, for some reason, are more difficult for us to talk about. Things like sadness and fear, anger. anger. Yeah. You know, joy and happiness tend to be the ones we like <laughs> well, to see in our easy. kids. Yeah. Why is it that it's difficult for parents to want to talk about it? Uh, there's lots of reasons. <laughs> Um, but I think, to, not to use emotional language to describe emotional language, but I think there's a lot of fear involved mm. in allowing our children to uh, experience those kind of negative emotions because we're afraid of where it might lead. And I'm not saying that that's it, there isn't some legitimacy in that. Parents often afraid of if my child gets too far down the sadness uh, end of the spectrum, right. then, you know, we're afraid of suicide and self-harm come right. into play sometimes, especially because that's, that is certainly on the rise in the teenage world. Um, we're also afraid if 
I let my child go too far down the anger route, then it can wind up in some destructive kind of ways. They could, they could act out uh, in school and with friends, and there could be bad things happen there. So, so there's, a, there's a fear of, of that is attached to that. One of the things that's important for us to do, and uh, I was just talking to one of my colleagues in the counseling world about this the other day, is to do what we call normalizing mm. emotions. And all that is, it's so simple, it's just to allow a person to, to, to experience the emotion in a space where they understand that it's okay right. to feel what you feel. Because like you said, there are no bad emotions. Right. Emotions come, they, they are what I feel, the the thing the thing that we that's most important is you you just you allow that to to be what it is, and then help process what that means. Right. And once you, once your kids get to be teenagers, they have the ability to process and think about their emotions. Right. And 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 decide. Okay, this is how I feel. This is why I feel it. This is normal. Mm-hmm. I'm not weird. And not only that. There is an appropriate way to express this emotion. Right. And I think so many times parents want to, uh, they want to sort of short circuit that process rather than walking with the child through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we talk a lot about helicopter parents. Right. And a lot of the, the problem with the helicopter parenting is I want to jump in. As soon as my kid feels sadness, I want to jump in. I want to short circuit that. Stop that. Let's fix it. Let's right. get you as fast as we can from being sad to being happy. And if we can get you to happy fast, all is well. Not necessarily. Right. Because now you've said to that child, it's not okay to feel sad. So the next time they feel sad and you're not around to jump in and short circuit it, now they're in despair because now something's wrong with me. Rather than doing that, we come in and we go, let's talk about why you feel sad. It's normal to feel sad. In fact, mom and dad feel sad. Right. And here's what we do when we feel sad. that We have people to talk to. We have uh, other things that can help us process why that is. And and honestly, I mean, we have this in Scripture. We have laments in Scripture mm-hmm. that help us to understand, no, being sad is, is a normal part of the human experience. It's okay to be sad and to express that to people, express that to God even, and to go through that process and come out on the other side with a little bit of a, a sense of, now that I've felt it, now what can I do? Right. Now we can get closer to what can I do to, to feel peace and joy and happiness again, but not before the process is done, if that yeah. makes sense. I think so. So normalizing it is really important. Huge. Uh, and I know when, when our girls, when we first got our three daughters in the home in, we, we had a therapist at the time mm-hmm. who could do in-home therapy with the girls. Mm-hmm. She would regularly tell us it was important. It's my job as the parent. And so these are younger, I think younger, because I think you were talking well about with teenagers, they can think about their own emotions. But Mm -hmm. what she said is young children, and because of our girls and the situation they came out of, they were younger than than their age, you know, emotionally and all of that. She said, you almost have to go through the practice of naming their emotions and helping them to understand, you know, this thing you're feeling, that's called anger. Yes. Or And they talked about, and I know you've said this in a sermon, having a wide variety of language to be able yes. to say, you're not sad, you're disappointed. Yes, that's important. And I was going to mention this, and you, uh, if we could find it, maybe even bring this up on the screen okay. or maybe uh, provide a link to it in the description. But there is what's called 
the I think it's called the Emotion Wheel. Okay. It was developed by a therapist, and it's uh, it's rainbow colored. If you got it up on the screen, maybe they're looking at it right now. But uh, it it has it starts in the center with those very elementary, uh, easy to understand emotions that that if you have young children at home, you know, four, five, six years old, they know sad, mad, right. happy. Those are the emotions that, and you can start there and give them those. But as they grow in maturity, uh, this emotion will really important if, to even help us widen our vocabulary. Like you said, a, a child may have the ability to say, well, I'm just mad. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you're mad, but let's talk about what, what shade of mad are you? Right. Are you just disappointed? Mm-hmm. Did something not go your way and now you're just not happy about the fact that it didn't go your way? Well, that's a different... That's different right. than mad. Or um, uh, do you feel um, uh, maybe slighted? Mm. Maybe someone did something to you that you thought you deserved, and now there's anger coming out of that. Well, when as your kid grows, again, when they're four or five years old, they're just mad. And then we talk about mad. Right. And we allow them to process mad. But then as they grow older, we add in those um, words that they're more able to, to, to process. And then we add those extra words that are out on the concentric circles of the emotion wheel and we help them to get at now we're actually processing now we're actually taking them from i'm not just feeling an emotion there's a reason why i feel this emotion so what what is there something that was done wrong to you or maybe something you did wrong processing all of that stuff helps them to grab hold of not just the why of why why i feel the way i do but what do i do when i feel this way Right. What's the next action step that I take? Right. So that's why it's important to, uh, as you said, put a name on it, and that emotion wheel will really help you do that. In fact, uh, I'll just say this. Um, in the counseling world, a lot of counselors, um, I, I've seen so many counseling offices where they just put one up on the wall. Mm. And one of the things they do when they first come into the session is they do what's called a check-in. And you say, hey, look at the emotion wheel, and you just kind of pick a word out and tell me how you are today. Mm, that's good. And so this is something that you could also practice with your kids in, in back to what we said earlier, normalizing emotions. Yes. Kid comes home from school and you can almost always see they're in a certain way. Mm-hmm. There, there's an affect that they're showing at that point and you don't know exactly what it is. And so then you can say, hey, you know, use one of our emotion words. Right. If you've taught them this, right. use one of those emotion words and tell me what's going on. Now we've got a conversation. Yeah. Wishing out. The processing. Yes. So we've normalized, we've processed. We've, you're putting your child in a better position to actually not just know emotions, but know how to handle them. Well, I think that's a good <laughs> example of practices that I think we can do as parents, yeah. like you said, to be able just to talk about it and I think make it easier for us to be able to have those conversations mm-hmm. um, of having something in front of me because that often helps. Me as the parent, to, now I have something to reference. That if they can't yeah. come up with something, I might be able to help them talk it out to a point. Exactly. But, and I was going to say this too. You made me think of this. And, and I'm not being critical, but it's just true. Most of us adults, as parents, we don't know enough about our own emotions. Yes. And that's part of the reason why we have a hard time delving into the topic with our kids is because we haven't dealt with our own stuff. So I would say to almost every parent, all of us can do this. You need to get with some of your emotions 
And you need to start naming those things and get comfortable and normalize your own stuff before you can do it with your child. Well, and I think it's important when you talk about that, maybe you can talk about these. There are a lot of missteps that I know I, as a parent, Mm -hmm. I think all parents take. You know, one we mentioned before we did this when we were filming on Saturday about the movie where the mom says to her, you know, she's feeling sad. And she goes, mm-hmm. I know this is hard, but can you just, can you just be my happy girl? Can mm. you just be the happy girl, you know, cause she's trying. And the mom, I think yeah. is like you said, she's trying to get she's her trying. back to, she's trying mm-hmm. to make it positive. And I know another one that I think, you know, I've got now a preteen and we're heading to the more complicated emotions. Mm-hmm. Just like you want to teach your kids when they're little. Uh, and I'm doing this with some of my kids cause they're little enough of, Hey, here's the appropriate way to show your man. You know, I'm still doing the go upstairs and scream in a pillow or, (laughs) you know, do that. Don't hit your sister. Don't call her a name. But there are ways, you know, don't ignore you're mad. If you're mad, do something about it. But that's not helpful. But as my wife and I are, you know, learning a lot these days about our 11-year-old because of the hormones that are going through her body, because all that, I think parents learning to have grace Mm. for their kids of they're not going to express it appropriately. And instead of the older they get, condemning them for that's not the way we do this that's not the way mm-hmm. my wife does this thing and it's, it's honestly really good if one if my older daughter speaks kind of is clearly emotional and she mm-hmm. speaks disrespectfully whereas to the younger one i'd go no you can't talk that way with her she does a really good job of saying you must be really upset because i know you're too respectful of a girl mm-hmm. to ever choose to speak that way yeah. and it's a really gracious way of getting into the conversation mm-hmm. of saying i know that you're respectful i know this but what you said wasn't, so tell me what you're feeling, because that's the that's the thing I want to address, not the thing. And what your what your wife is teaching your daughter in that moment is to do this on her own. Right. And is and that's what you want eventually is you want her to not react in inappropriate ways to her anger. You want her to contemplate for a moment, stop and say, Why am I angry? I'm normally not like this. Right. You know, and again and, and just to say, there's something, because anger is always an alert that something isn't right. Right. And so that is, and it's always an opportunity to ask questions. And that's what I think she's done really well with that method is to say, I want to ask a question that's going to get me to there, which then teaches your daughter to I ask can the question. I can ask that myself. question of myself. You know, I, the thing I tell clients all the time is the beautiful thing about being human is that we're the only creature on earth that has the ability to think about our own thoughts. Mm. And the more you can train your child to think about what they're thinking and to test it, and as, you know, to put it in a scriptural term, to take captive every thought and bring it into obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're doing is we're saying, I feel an emotion. It is causing me to think thoughts that are leading me to actions. What is that in me? Right. Why am I doing this? And, you know... In the moment, it feels like that can't, because as a parent, what you want to do is you just want to, like I said, cut it off. What the proper way to do this is always going to be harder, and it's always going to take more time. And that's the thing that we resist against. We don't want it to be hard. We want parenting to be easy, and we don't want uh, to take time with it. We want it instantly. We want it right right now. And neither one of those is conducive to the processing that has to happen in order for our kids to know how to handle them. So what are some practices that people can do to, because like you said, it's going mm-hmm. to take time. And I think it's yes. important for parents to understand, I may not need to wait until my child is having an overreaction yeah. 
to jump into it. So there may be daily things. I think that daily. one thing mm-hmm. I'm going to take from this, I do think that we'll, um, I do think we'll put a link in the description yeah. for it. I do think I'm going to print it off because we have things like that in our home, but we don't have this. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be good. It's just a daily practice to either start the day or like you said, in the middle of the day to say, mm-hmm. did anything happen today that made you feel any of these emotions? Yes. Let's talk about that. And I know uh, we both listened to a pastor, Andy Stanley, who I know, Often at night, he said, when his kids were young, he oh, yeah. would sit with them and say, "Let's, what's in your heart? It's the state of your heart. Yeah, what's because Jesus says it's it's out of the heart that all these sinful and damaging and unhealthy things come from. Yeah. So let's do that. Are there other things, though, that just like almost like emotional checkups <laughs> that parents can do with their kids to get them used to having the conversation yeah. so then when the overreaction happens, we're at least in practice? Well, you just said it. I mean, that it's a daily check-in it's a it's you normalize not you don't just normalize the fact that i'm a creature that feels emotions for your kid you normalize the fact that we can talk about this stuff this is not a taboo subject it's almost like i see the same thing happen uh on touchy topics uh in the home like sex you know we we treat it like a something that's there we know one day we'll get to it we just don't talk about it we do that with emotions we we don't have the day-to-day stuff. We talk about, like, I, I said this in a parent seminar that we just taught here a few weeks back. Um, we're real good at saying, what happened at school today? What were your grades? What, what, how, how much homework do you have? How are you doing in school? A, a lot of what happened kind of things, but we rarely ask our kids, how does that feel? Right. And I know some people, they shy away from that because, honestly, we don't do it enough on our own. But... We don't know how to handle what. What if my kid does say how they're feeling? I don't know what to say. Well, we've got to just sit in it sometimes. Yeah. And so, back to what you were asking, I, it it needs to be a regular topic of conversation. And what you just described of putting up the emotion wheel, having the uh, having the question asked pretty regularly. But again, by just asking asking your child to reveal it mm-hmm. in in normal times, like you said, not when the, the the anger is through the roof and we're having a hard time controlling our anger. No, we, we talk about the normal times when I'm just irritated. Right. When I'm just off. You know, when you just come home and you're blah. Mm-hmm. You talk about those moments and you make that normal so that when the more severe stuff comes, we're already in a, a posture of emotions are okay. They're welcomed in this house. We are okay to talk about them. And I'm a pl- safe place as your parent to come and talk about that stuff. Right. Because a lot of times I think our kids get to a point where they feel like this is too much. I, I can't share this with mom or dad. Um, they won't accept me or they'll be mad at me if I say that I feel this way. Well, the more you expose emotions in your home and you, again, normalize it and make it a topic of conversation, they'll realize there's no emotion that's off limits with mom or dad. Right. They will. They will accept me. I, I've, I said many, many times to my daughters growing up, there is nothing that you will tell Daddy for the rest of your life that will ever make me turn my back on you right. and to love you any less than I do. So you tell me whatever is inside of your heart, whatever is going on in in you, it's okay. Now, did they do that all the time? No. Yeah. Because no parent, no, right. and, and none of us are perfect on that. But we do the best that we can to make um, make our homes and make our our person ourselves a safe place for them to come and 
say that, whatever it is. I think that's really helpful. And I think it's good, especially as you're moving into those, for, for parents who are moving into those teenage years, because what you're talking about there is, it is why teenagers often will go to their friends with things because yes. they feel like, I can say anything to my friends. And it's not because their friends are the most accepting. It's because their friends are young and they don't know what to do about it. That's right. So they say it and they just go, oh, okay, that's <laughs> great. You know, they don't know what to say, yeah. but they fe- but it feels like acceptance. When I can mm-hmm. say something to you and it doesn't get met with, you shouldn't think that way. That's you right. shouldn't feel that way. You that's, shouldn't act that that's way. That's a great point. I mean, when every emotion is not something you need to jump in to fix. Right. Just because your cu- a kid comes home from school and says, I had a crappy day, yeah. you don't have to necessarily come in and fix all the crap, right. so to speak. You you can just sit with your kid and tell me why. Tell me more about that. And then it's all it's often appropriate for you to say, I'm sorry, that really stinks. Yeah. I, I have hope, days like that too. I have days like that too. And 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 you know what? We're gonna we're gonna just gonna Get some rest tonight. We're going to have some dinner. And you know what? We're going to pray. We're going to release that to God. And we're going to pray that tomorrow's a better day. Yep. Let me know how that goes. And 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 that's it. And then you just, yeah. And that's okay because they need that as much as anything. Because th- if you get into this mindset of every negative emotion must be met with a, a very near complete um, uh, resolution and it's got to be fixed, well, then when you go through a period of time where you're going to have some down days. Yep. You're going to have some struggle days. And if it doesn't get fixed, then I start thinking something's wrong with me. Yep. And then it, then the anxiety got, starts to roll around and it gets more and it snowballs. And then you just get on a track where you, you can't get out of it. Yep. So you, you, you just, it's okay to sit in the junk. Yes. It, I, that, that's the point of what I'm trying to say. And I think that's the encouragement we want to give you. So, Jason, thank you for, uh, yeah. for, for doing this. And I think uh, we hope you guys join us next week as we continue to talk about uh, conversations around the content you consume with your kids and help them love Jesus and his way of life even more. We'll see you.